Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. What's my mic on? I don't know. It sounds like your computer mic might be picking it up, not the expensive mic that BetSperts paid for. So uh, take a look and see which is queued. While we welcome the guests into the week three edition of the NFL Deep Dive. Um, how are you feeling this week in general, Andy? Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> right. I got a keen ear for that sort of thing. You do, you do. And yeah, welcome. It is Wednesday night. Anybody who's joining us live, we appreciate it. We love the volume. The volume is high. The volume of bets is going to be kind of high for me this week. The volume of my voice is now at an acceptable level. Hopefully the volume of the Twitter chat and the YouTube chat is good. If you're in the YouTube chat, give me a, a thought. I think we set a thumbs up record last week. and I'd like to break that record. I'll say that should be the thing. Like it was, yeah. Oh, look at that. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Uh, you guys know the drill. We're going to go through every game. We did our breakdown. Yeah, we were on the wrong side of each other. That, that was bothering me a little. Thank you. We'll get some dubs. We'll get Let's some get some dubs. That's the most important part. I already have one really embarrassing side, which honestly, it'll be funny when it, it clears by like 15 anyway. Sometimes that happens. The It's like the Dallas over, never had a chance, and we'll have one of these where we are clearly on the wrong side and it clears easily. We're due for one of those, by the way. We are going to do. I got a lot, of, a lot of plays with CLV that did not have a chance so far this season. Um, so would love, would love, uh, one of them to go the other way for once. Um, it, I, this is totally off script, but, uh, oh, like, we have a script. No, no, I just meant like, oh, I didn't plan on going down this road at all. I'd like to get right to the games because we got a lot to cover today, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, uh, I feel like when I make a play and it moves hard against me, like that's, those are like the best bets of all of them. Like, cause I, hardly ever catch those do you do you know what i'm trying to say i kind of do like more than when the market comes with me i don't feel anywhere close to as good as i know i've lost when the market moves against me especially on a total so um i don't know maybe it's just cognitive bias honestly it is i just try to trust my numbers trust the process trust the people i talk to all the Smart people stuff I read and listen to during the week, especially you, Suma, Eric. Honestly, you know what? We all say Eric and we never say George. I feel bad. We need to do like a, a straight up a solo George episode. So he's a lot oh, of yeah, fun. Absolutely. Fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And anybody who enjoyed those interviews we did with Suma and Eric and a couple of the other ones we did, like we should we should get a couple more of those rolling here throughout the season. Those are a lot of fun. Dude. Love bringing in an extra voice and having them do the heavy lifting for Dude. us. As we settle into the uh, to the regular season here, probably after like week four, I 100% support bringing in a third episode uh, interview style. Talk to some of our sharp friends. There's a bunch of people we've never talked to before at all that I would desperately love to interview. Yes, we have a we have a list of that. And def, I think yeah, like every couple of weeks we'll do a bonus one. We won't even tell you; it'll just drop on like a Thursday afternoon or Friday or something for you. So, um, yeah, let's get right into it. We are still yeah. before the bye week <clears throat> start, which means we have a full effing slate. We'll get to everything except the Monday night game. 
maybe we'll do something special with that later in the week or something. But we always do touch on that Sunday. We are starting with a banger. Just a banger. <laughs> and I, I should do, I should do like a video when I update my power rankings to like tell people like, hey, this is what I did with my power rankings this week. Because and I don't think it's that they are that surprising, although there has been some surprising aspects. I think I just had them a little too low. Carolina was one of my biggest movers this week. Okay. Like I did, I did move them up defensively or overall a little bit of both, but more defensively. Like I have been, I have been impressed with the defense quite a bit. And I think that uh, Carolina's offense hasn't looked as bad as I thought. And some of it has to be obviously opponent adjusted, which is going to be hard. Cause again, here's another opponent where how are we going to adjust it after they play a uh, rookie Same head coach? Yeah, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback on a Thursday night, although it is on the road. So taking the show on the road down to Houston, this was four on the look ahead. Is the diff that's the first question to you, Drew? Is yeah. the difference between Terod Taylor and Davis Mills four points? I know the answer to this because I know everything about Davis Mills, including his first name is Davis. <laughs> <laughs> uh so first of all, my rating on Terod Taylor coming into the season was not reflected by the quality of his play while he was the starter. He played better than I had rated him. My rating on Davis Mills is extremely low because <laughs> he was a third-round draft choice at quarterback. How about Davis Mills starting an NFL game before Trey Lance? Who would have guessed the odds of that preseason? Before uh, Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. By a few oh, yeah, days. you're right. You're right. He is the fourth starting quarterback of this QB class. Um, but yeah, no, Terod played better than I expected. I don't want to give the credit to the system. I want to give it to Terod. Um, Davis Mills, one of our sharp college friends, said he's better than people rating him. So maybe he's got a, a pulse here. Uh, maybe this should be seven, not eight. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not betting this game. Free flop? No way. Um, I think ultimately the Houston story is going to be a complicated one this year. Uh, I don't think that you can undersell the fact that they had a lot of really kind of veteran players that played above their, you know, their, you know, played up, played up for lack of a better word, because yeah. they have some pride. And they heard an entire offseason of how they were going to be the worst team ever. And they're playing hard. And their offensive line is okay. And their defensive side of the ball has not been tested. Not been tested. I don't know why they, I don't know what was going on with the scheme for Cleveland. It was a little bit of we're going to save the good plays, maybe. But uh, that was, that was wild that the target distribution was all tight ends and running backs, no wide receivers. I don't know why you wouldn't attack the wide you know, with the wide receivers against this unit but so be it um i would expect that uh this is probably a more entertaining game than people think uh just because you got some characters yes you you'll have some sam Darnold doing stuff you got robbie robbie anderson doing stuff dj moore is exciting brian burns is exciting uh you know there's some there's some interesting aspects of this all of them on the panther side of the ball here um no lean no look no interest. We'll do a halftime show, though. We will do a halftime show, and yes, it's hard to judge against. <laughs> Obviously, week one, what we saw with the Panthers, ugly game, ugly game. But then also just 
the the injuries last week um the saints just didn't look good i guess under pressure that that was part of the upgrade like carolina did get some pressure i like that McCaffrey actually got dinged up a little. He was he didn't leave. I think he left for a little. He's fine, but that's a worry for me with this Panthers team is like he's going to miss time at some point. It almost feels like I can say that with some degree of certainty, which will suck for them, but uh, I suppose they'll get by their easy schedule. Their easy rest schedule will probably just keep them rolling. They're going to be similar to the Cardinals for me. Crazy it's like, man. you know, this team similar is Broncos. Yeah, Broncos, another one. It's like, hey, the Broncos, Cardinals, and Panthers. Just, I'm going to repeat what I'm going to say for all three. Like, this team probably isn't as good as they look, but we're not going to see the regression this week. No. As, as no. they play some bad defenses. And yes, uh, tease it if you want. That's a, that's the right call. I think it's I mean, a tease. It's it's a definite tease or nothing. It's a tease or nothing. I'm I'm leaving this one alone, and I will. I mean, and if they do get to, they might cover. If if the pressure is as good, getting uh, probably uh, it was. It's a good offensive line in New Orleans. It's a good offensive line in in Houston. But if they can get the same amount of pressure as they did on Jameis, it's you know it it, it might end up being a cover. And you never sweat this teaser. I'll just be betting the second half, and we'll move on to Sunday. Yeah. Um, okay. The uh, worth watching a little bit about Carolina just because I probably will want to take some action if they are actually five. What do you think the line against Dallas opens on the road week, uh, week four? Carolina at Dallas. Look ahead is five and a half. I mean, I can see it just staying in that range if everything goes Ooh. to plan. Actually, the, the revised look ahead is four. So they've already moved. Carolina has moved up a point and a half relative to yeah. preseason already yeah it's not going to move across any important numbers i think is kind of the where i'm at there so i i have carolina moved up but i have dallas is neutral right there yeah pretty neutral i have them a half point better than an uh an average team i've downgraded their coaching that's about the only thing um yeah arizona at jacksonville i'll tee this one up uh Oh, I just I just did this one already. Then <laughs> I mean, quick quick callback, and this is about all I'll say in this game. Quick callback to the opening game. That is why I'm having trouble with uh, rating out Houston. I think Jacksonville might be a way bigger mess than anyone could have predicted. Yeah, I and the so. fact that Houston beat them is probably not an aberration. It's just Jacksonville is that bad. Yeah, and also at the same time, like. Shouldn't be this should not be as big a spread as it is. Carolina, excuse me, Cardinals. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals are seven and a half point favorites currently against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. They are flying cross country, they are starting early, and they are laying north of a touchdown. This total is 52 and a half or 52, largely because there is not a lot to be confident about this Cardinals defense after what we saw against Minnesota. However, the Minnesota attack and the Minnesota weapons specifically on wide receiver are so far superior to what Jacksonville has to offer. I have a tough time uh, in any way, shape or form seeing how the Jaguars contribute to this 52. Um, classical handicappers will go to war with the Jaguars at this number. They're a home dog that is that is 0-2 against the spread that has been adjusted out aggressively two weeks in a row. Right? The look ahead preseason was like three. Four, and now it's yeah. seven and a half. Yeah. It was it was it was it was a field goal or it was under a field goal. It was two and a half. 
really? they moved across Jeez. three. They've they've reverse teased this fucker since the preseason, and you are paying. You are laying the reverse tease and saying that that twenty percent win probability that's now being counted for that you're laying is correct, right? And that's a big big ask. Here is the problem: the Jaguars' defense has been on the field for an eternity so far already this season. Like 70% of the game. <laughs> I don't know how it's possible. I really don't. And they're not talented on top of that. Uh and but yes, everything about what the everything about what's going on with the Urban Meyer regime is like the literally the worst possible scenario, worst case scenario. Um I don't think they're permanently ruining Trevor Lawrence, but they might be. Uh, everything, you know, th this is this is just awful. Sideways, cannot get involved with the Jaguars. Someone out there will take the points with the Jaguars and will, if they cover, will pat their beat their chest about easy, you know, easiest spot on the board. Blah 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 on Sunday. Yeah, when, when they I'm, win I'm, by thirty five, that's fine. Fine, fine. fine. <laughs> you could you can have that one. You can have it. Uh, another yeah, yeah, another anyway. kind of dicey teaser. Again, it's a road favorite, which isn't of the four ways you can bet a teaser. It's the worst. It has been not as good over the last decade or something. Somebody had a good comment in the uh, in the YouTube. Like, yeah, things are playing Bama this week. We want Bama. God, that Ur Urban is cracking me up. But again, a road <laughs> favorite is not the best way to use your teasers. No. But if you had to bet this game, it's not terrible just because Jacksonville's defense is that bad. Uh, the Cardinals, though. Yeah, the, again, they're not as good as they we think. They've played two really, really bad secondaries. Really Minnesota's bad. missing tackles left and right. It made them look a lot better on offense than they probably are. And again, it's another one where we're not going to see any different this week. Like they're still going to be having guys wide open. Uh, you know, our, the the our little guy Kyler is going to be all over the field. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a mess for the Jags defensively. But Arizona's defense still hasn't stepped up. And to be fair, and I never say anything nice about this guy, but Kirk Cousins is playing well. Like yes, Kirk, he is. Like it's it's hard to tell if you didn't watch these Minnesota games which God bless you, you're lucky, but he is playing pretty well. And obviously they're 0-2. In spite they, of his coaching. In spite of the coaching, in spite of the play calling, in spite of the offensive line. Like this is Kirk Cousins' best year so far. And again, it's two games. I'm being hy hyperbolic at this point, but he has played two well. They, games, sh by the way. they should have, yeah, they should have won the game. I mean, it was not that long of a kick. They should be two now. If it weren't yeah. for an incorrectly called fumble in fumble. overtime yeah. and a missed, makeable missed field goal from a kicker who is kicking insanely long field goals, then they are two and zero and not zero and two. But we'll get to we'll come back around on Minnesota. Don't yeah, just we will. Wait. We will. Real, so. Last last comment on these on these two teams. Uh, anything? All my preseason Jags positives I've already written off as losses. Yep. They have no no chance at this point, and I, except the ad late ad the late ad of Urban Meyer first coach fired. Uh, yeah, that still has legs. Uh, the Mac Jones Rookie of the Year, are you worried at all about Rondell Moore? I Again, I said it kind of goes back to exactly what I said. If he got to play the Minnesota Vikings and the Tennessee Titans all year long, the guy might break a bunch of records. He's really fucking good, though. He, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, he was catching these passes, and then he was getting a bunch after the catch because Minnesota just – can't tackle like they're going to play some good defenses they're going to play some good defenses in division and i mean he's going to be fine but i, I hope he'll be there 
I mean, uh, somebody asked me if he'd bet him at 28 to one. I said, no. And then they came back and said, what about 66 to one? Cause they had a, a slow book. I'm like, that is a horse of a different color. Like that's, yeah. that might be worth a few bucks because right. he should be like 25 to one. So okay. we'll, we'll, we'll circle, we'll circle yeah. back on Mac Jones when we get to the new England, but uh, let's move on to Indianapolis, Tennessee. Do you have anything to say about this mess? <laughs> what? All right. I want you to just pretend uh, your Titans number is perfect. You've nailed that power number for the Titans. Yes. You have your Colts number and you're making an adjustment. Yes. What what is what number is higher for the Colts? Eason or wins with two sprained ankles? I have four I have four Colts numbers. You yeah, want to know what I'd, they are? Yeah, I'd love yeah, to. I'll tell you my four Colts numbers and then I'll let you guess what order they're in. Okay. <laughs> I have Colts with any other quarterback. The, any other starting quarterback. I have Colts with Wentz healthy. I have Colts with a bum wheel, and I have uh, Wentz with a bum wheel, and I have Eason. I would, I'd go Wentz healthy. Yes. Any other quarterback. Yes. <laughs> Wentz, Wentz bum wheel. No. And then Eason, Wentz bum wheel. You said Wentz bum wheel. You said Wentz bum wheel. You didn't say wheels. Oh, what, put, oh yeah. Wentz. It's it's one. They they're making yeah, a big yeah, to do yeah. about two sprain ankles. The, the it's, lower it's ankle sprain one. is not yeah, a big deal. The upper, one. the high ankle sprain is the worrisome one. But yeah, Eason Eason slightly ahead of um, Wince with, and it sounds like Wince is going to try to go. This could be bad. Uh, again, the that's Titans. like my least. That's my that's my lowest number, and I'm adjusting them down two standard deviations offensively. If you trot Wentz out there with a bum wheel, because the only thing I've seen out of this unit that has been inspiring at all outside of their running game has been his scrambling and his availability to evade pass protect pass pass pressure. And Wentz is bringing it upon himself. He holds onto the ball too goddamn long. He makes some absolutely horrific decisions. I'll do it twice a game. We've known this about him forever. I bet on him last week in spite of all that, and it almost bit me in the ass. Probably the last time I'm doing it this season, at least until I forget about it. Uh, so it's uh, it's. I do not want any part of Wentz with out his scrambling ability against even a Titans defense that I find to be absolute garbage. This Titans team, you you went going back to your original point. Let's say my Titans rating is perfect. Do you want to guess what it is in out of thirty two teams in terms of total uh, total rating? Um, man, I have a really big mess of teams right below average, like in that negative one range, and they're just below that for me. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm at. I mean, what do you got? Negative three. I'm at twenty first best in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I, my, 21st best team over. My 16 through like 22 is just kind of a mess. And then there's another grouping there. But yeah, I don't have them very high. I think I have them 17th, 18th. But again, it's they're not, it's not like there's big gaps in the teams there. Femi brings up a good point. I think you just said it. Wentz gonna hold the ball, but without the ability to move that again yeah. against any pass rush, even a you know, a lesser pass rush. Like I don't think this is a bad pass like, rush, it's Wentz a bad secondary. Healthy, God damn it. If Wentz was healthy, this was such a good spot to back the Colts. So good because the Titans cannot rush the passer. They cannot generate pressure to save their lives, which is exactly what you hope for if you are a Wentz-led team at this point in your career. So uh, fingers crossed. They play the Titans again in like a month and change. Wentz being healthy, ability to scramble, ability to move, and a, you know equally kind of, equal kind of priced market where they're either a short favorite or a short dog at home and 
give me the Colts. I can't. I will absolutely play them in that spot. Uh, so I've already already give. I've already come back around on uh, on never playing once again. But I'm going to do it one more time this season. Yeah, and again, I would I would probably look at the Titans at five here. I make it without a quarterback adjustment. I make it five point three. With just uh, I have a wince at like eighty percent adjustment in right now because I don't okay. know what I'm, I'm waiting to see a little bit more on like today and tomorrow. But if I downgrade this, I'm not I'm not worried about missing the five. Is what I'm saying. Like Got if it. if Wentz looks like hot garbage or they go with Eason, and it moves to six, I probably might I probably have bet it. Again, they don't have a pass rush. And the thing is, it's funny you saw Ben Baldwin today getting into it with Colts <laughs> Twitter, which was pretty good. <laughs> the uh, where he he basically makes the without saying, and he says that you know quarterbacks sacks are a quarterback stat, especially for somebody named Carson Wentz. And yes, he, does, <laughs> he he does dance his way into sacks, and if he can't move, he's going to make it work, even against a bad pass rush. So I'm actually my best case scenario for betting the Titans would be Wentz looks like garbage on his feet, and they still play him. Yeah, for sure. Easy one to scratch, though. Let's move on yeah. to Baltimore at Detroit. The Detroit Lions, feisty for a half, and then shut out in the second half, which ultimately was a huge outcome for those of us who were on the second half under. <laughs> Green Bay. Green Bay got uh, the hair of our chinny chin chins there. Um, Lions in general, though, have proven to be slightly underrated. Through two weeks, they were competitive against the Niners, competitive against the Packers on the road. Um, they stink. Goff yeah. is not good, but he's not like the 32nd best quarterback in the NFL, which is what he kind of could have surmised his rating was by the way people talk about him. So the fact that they are getting eight points here, did you even with you? Did you did you take a, a, a sniff of this? considering that Baltimore is coming off of a very emotional win after all of these tries, they finally beat Kansas city. They do it at home. Now they turn around, they go on the road and they're playing a team that they know they're better than, uh, is any whiff of Detroit here or do you, or Baltimore, nothing. It does feel maybe a repeat of last game, Detroit first half, and then Baltimore imposes their will. I guess if you're Baltimore, oh, I think you it's the other way around. You you could see. Well, the, I, I think mean, that if was, you that like was week one. Yeah, no, no. I, this feels done a lot already. more like that. This feels a lot more like a week one type of matchup where Ravens just blast out of the gate and Lions, if they cover, it's the back door. I make this nine. I I'm not playing it. I'm not laying it with the Ravens again. It's another road teaser leg, road favorite teaser leg, which again aren't great, but. Uh, especially maybe a letdown spot. I hopefully a really good coaching staff led by Mr. Harbaugh isn't going to let a team have a, a letdown spot indoors against an inferior team. Uh, they just got, you know, they just saw a really good tight end and they had to play against a really good tight end. They kind of gashed them at times as he will do to everybody. It's not Kelsey, but they, I mean, if, if you're going to prepare for another good tight end attack, at least you played the chiefs. I mean, Hawkins, Hawkinson's good. Cephas was good. This was uh, this was kind of what what they did in the first half. It was all they could do in the first half. They got some decent running, and you know, I, I don't know. Look at how the Chiefs did though on the ground. I yeah. think they can make them. A, it's funny making them a one dimensional team turns them into a, we can only throw it to the tight ends team. 
because the receivers are still not very good. So it's Hawkins and props. It's, it's Hawkins and props again. If they if they put his game states, like, the game state's going to be. Yeah, if it's pass, at like 60, pass, 65 pass. again, Hawkinson over Hawkinson over three and a half, four catches, whatever, like that. That's fine and dandy. Play those. That's about all I could get involved with. Here's Hawkinson props from a game state standpoint, and I don't know what I'd have to play for Ravens. It would be some sort of running back prop, which with their running back room, I don't know what I would do. So I'd stay away from that. Ravens in a teaser. Lions. If this gets bet out to like ten. Like if it gets to ten, I might have to just take a whiff of it. I don't there's know. It's kind of going the other that, way. There's somebody out there that likes the lines. Yeah, some it's already you know it's already come the other way, so I doubt it does get bet unless we get a just a an avalanche of Sunday money on the Ravens. Somebody out there likes the over. Somebody out there likes the lines. Uh, which I, I like synthesize that the Ravens defense is overrated. No it disagreement. Nope. No disagreement. It is market wide. It is. Um, I agree also with some of the points you made. Harbaugh and the Ravens in general have bucked the trend of letting down after a big win. They have bucked that trend where they will go on the road, play a dog shit team, and you can lay the points. They did it a couple times last year against Washington. And who else was it? God, real quick to Zelensky here, just pointed out they played Waller week one. What an absolute fucking gauntlet. Of yeah, tight really. end. Waller, Kelsey, Hawkinson. Oh my goodness. Who do they have next week? <laughs> wow. That's uh that's wild. I'd say 50-50, um, Jason. They get Fant next week, uh, and then they finally get a reprieve uh going up against the Colts. Although is Zach Pascal a tight end or is he wide receiver? A little bull. <laughs> all right, whatever. Um, all right. Well, I don't have a play on this one. If anything, tease Baltimore. Let's move on to the Washa football team at the Buffalo Bill. And this has been a very interesting market. Very interesting market. Opened up with uh, Buffalo Bills as the... Actually, let me get the the look ahead. We were expecting to see something in the ballpark of eight, eight and a half. It was going to be a big number. Um, the uh, Actually, sorry, Westgate look ahead was nine and got bet up to nine and a half. Uh, they open eight and a half. It gets bet down to seven and a half. And um, some sharp market prognosticators we know think this goes to seven. Um, obviously, there is a... Cor- correct me if I'm wrong. There's an appetite among the betting community right now to try to get back some money that was lost fading Josh Allen last year when he had his career season. (laughs) And they are dying for this narrative to be real, that he is regressing into a pumpkin. And there is a lot of real quick, people were quick, right? Like we talked a lot in the preseason about market velocity and like just the fact that so many people's opinions were that Allen was trash going into last season and then they had to eat crow. Now they are just dying to go back to their priors on him. Does, that, does this check out? Yeah. And if you want a good breakdown of like Allen regressing, listen to literally every single other sports show all week long. <laughs> My God, this has been a topic. It's been, it's been two games. And I tell you what, deep, deep passing is high variance. Like, of course. Um, Mahomes didn't have a great deep passing year. That, like, honestly, he he's taken steps back. And it's like, well, this is going to come back. It's it's a high variance proposition. 
and yes, he's he's made some bad decisions here, but it's been two games. It's hard to to write him off like, oh, this is going to be closer to 2019, Josh Allen. And that's why I have this game as a 10. I'm a little over 10. Okay. And there's almost no chance I'm going to lay it with the Bills because I just, I've been reticent to adjust the Bills numbers down around a quarterback. I've said in my mind, I'm like, I'm not making an adjustment for Josh Allen being bad, but I remember that I didn't. So my yeah. Bills number is going to be off compared to the market sentiment. Yeah. I'm going to show that I, sh- like I said that, I said, no matter what happens, it's going to say I should bet the Bills this week, and I probably just won't. I know some sharp people that are on the football team. It's a decent, it's a really decent backup, and he's, he's you know, shown that he can play at an NFL level and hang with teams like the Giants. I like the Giants are good, but they are coming off a Thursday night game. They have extra rest. The Bills had a bit of a weird game. Like, obviously, that was a, a misleading scoreboard. Uh, as far as the, it wasn't that big of a beatdown, and there were some issues with the team there. Like they they didn't play like some perfect game that they just beat the shit out of the Dolphins. There were problems there, so I'm I'm not super high on the Bills in this spot, but again, kind of a theme might tease them. Yeah, okay. Like again, at 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 yeah. home, even off a even off a long week, I, I don't think they have a better coaching staff. I have a lot of respect for you know Rivera and the gang, but I have the utmost respect. I think it's a top three, probably top two coaching staff overall up there in uh, Orchard Park. Okay. So I, I can't, I can't give them too much grief here. And I, and a couple of people have mentioned the total. Uh, yeah. You want a losing total? Here we go. I bet into the uh, over yeah. <laughs> and it's gone against me. So I'm, congratulations to the underbackers. Um, no, I'm, I'm getting but, in on it. I'm going okay, to okay. save you here. Let's, I'm betting it because it, okay, it came good. down and well, you I'm got fine. Better, you got a better number than I well, I know, but I'm, I'm fine with, I'm fine um, with this because this I, lands 46. I, I'm going to be peeved, but that's okay. Um, all right. Let's, let's, uh, let's, co- let's cover a couple points here that I think are relevant. Um, Josh Allen played two pretty difficult defenses in week one and week two. His completion percentage over expectation was a lot lower than what we saw from him last year. And that is, those are facts. That is data. That's not opinion. Right. Um, teams had an entire offseason to review the Josh Allen tape from last year and have better idea of how to game plan for this guy. That is also, you know, somewhat relevant. I mean, the idea of a quote unquote sophomore slump is usually because guy takes the league by surprise and it takes an entire year of film study for them to figure out how to defend him. Teams may have a better idea of how to defend him or, or at least make him make throws that are more difficult for him to make. Um, Brian Dable is still a good offensive coordinator. He is still a pass first offensive coordinator. He has a quarterback in Josh Allen who is equally, if not more impressive with his wheels than, than Daniel Jones. And so this Buffalo bills team should be able to put pressure scoreboard pressure on the Washington football team. Considering Washington football team secondary is quite poor. In fact, if they do not get pressure on the quarterback, they can be utterly exposed downfield. And I would expect that you see a lot of opportunity here for Josh Allen to get after it in the passing game. And if for whatever reason, the pressure is getting there from the front four for Washington, he can scramble. He can make first downs with his legs. I do not think that the bills have an issue here scoring points. The only thing I will add to this discussion about the total that has me a little side eye is there could be some wind, could be some wind. And in general, that's why I'm waiting and in general. Josh Allen has not been a great win guy. There have no, been a lot. We, there have been a couple. Week one. 
there have been a couple of we've won and uh, and there have been a couple of notable examples in my mind where uh you know that offense has been stymied by the wind and so if this is a high teens low 20s wind game in buffalo coldish weather um i'm not going to feel great about the over and uh this is going to be uh, there'll be one other game where we will make this note, but uh, by all means, it is getting to the time of year where you better be checking your favorite weather-related app before making a total play every single freaking time. Weather um, man but, will. Yeah, is that I'll, your guy? I'll, no, Will Brinson. Like, oh, he does. Oh, what did you get? Will's take on the wind for this game. No, by the way? We're we're going to. Like, that, that's going to be in the secret chat. Don't worry about okay, that. Okay. Okay. Um, if the wind doesn't get wild, I will be on this over. I don't understand the understeam. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The secondary can be beaten. Uh, blitzing and bringing extra pressure against Josh Allen sometimes can be detrimental to your defense uh, because he can scramble so well. And I like I like what Heineke's doing. I mean, we said like Heineke will be a lower variance guy. I don't know if that's the case. He's willing to go deep to McLaurin. He's willing to sling it a little. I think he like this is his shot. He kind of has to YOLO it a little and maybe win this starting job next year or catch on somewhere else or do whatever, you know, go full case Keenum on this shit and win some games and get another contract. So I'm fine with that. Um, Monday through Saturday says wine, Sunday wind. <laughs> that sounds about right for Brinson. That guy drinks like that's what they do in the Carolinas. They get after it. Wine, wine until Sunday, and then wind. I will check that. So, I'll cool, uh, I'll, I'll get into um, the weather. I'll I'll tweet it out. And I'll put it. On I agree with your take here. I, I think Heineken can score too. I, I like his. I like his. He's live. He's you know he and he's taking more chances. He turns the ball over from time to time. You know he'll give him some short fields. Pick six so. would be fine. Pick six would be fine by me. And yeah, and to to uh, Giorgio's point, it could get away from Washington, which is why I have no interest in laying and taking the points with them. Uh, but what we have seen is Dable does not know how to stop pressing the pass, the pass, the pass, even when they are comfortably ahead in games. They are never really looking to run the ball, which uh, always has me feeling relatively good about playing an over that is in the middle 40s, mid 40s, we get under the key goals. number of 47. So that's my hope. Uh, God, I hope it's not fucking windy. I hate it when they lose on a wind angle. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah. I, I this is one I probably won't bet till like Saturday. I'm gonna okay. take all I'm betting the gophers again, taking it all <laughs> and putting putting it back into this. So gophers we'll, we'll take great last this. weekend. Holy oh shit. My God. I was at I was, I was at a bowling alley with that for a 10 year old's birthday party, just God, they were begging great. them. Can you I said, Can you put the Minnesota game on above the lanes? I walk back sit down at the little table there and they put on the twins in toronto <laughs> what are we doing nobody the nobody twins wants the been twins eliminated game. for a month put yeah. on the minnesota golden gophers buddy yeah, please turn this off so i love it um new orleans at new england maya culpa we're dumb i mean we bet this at two and a half i bet this i bet this at a three uh, so I bet it at a three where I sold to a three. This was at two and a half on Sunday. We both bet it. I have a three at plus money. So not sitting on negative CLV per se, but it certainly hasn't yet. been looking like, yeah, yet. <laughs> it certainly may not get there. The market isn't super in agreement with us. And the injury news is not leaning our way. We were kind of in the boat where we were hoping that some of these defensive injuries for New Orleans would trend from bad to worse. 
that would be a problem. But this is, again, a Saints team that is in a very unique situation where they haven't been at home in their own beds. They've been practicing in Texas and traveling and playing a home game in Jacksonville. So another week on the road for them. The road-weary warriors of the Bayou head up to play in Foxborough against a good coach, a good rookie quarterback who moved down in his rookie of the year odds simply by not screwing up. He didn't have that great of a week. Like he had an okay serviceable week and everybody else around him just kind of, especially the quarterback he played against really, really screwed things up. And he is now like a plus 250, plus 200 at some real square books. So they, he looks good. The defense is whipping into shape faster than I had hoped for, for new England. And I mean, it's not good yet, but I've seen some problems early on in the seasons with these New England defenses. And I think we can throw out last year because of how many people opted out. Like, that was such a unique outlier year. What do you think of this New England defense, Drew? I have them rated relatively high. They're a top 10 unit for me. Yeah. I didn't think I would have them that high this fast. I didn't either. And I thought I, I was concerned about some of the secondary play we saw in the preseason that. <laughs> You know, f- f- jokes on me. Do not evaluate preseason. They're they're evaluating the players. Uh, and any, yeah. Ultimately, I thought, yeah, the Patriots' defense is uh, well coordinated. Surprise, surprise. No, uh, they made a ton of investments to get a pass rush that is more, uh, more, more teeth, and that has borne fruit to this point in the season. They've gone up against two very, very bad offensive lines. Maybe two, maybe the two worst offensive lines in the NFL, in the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. Fair to say, yeah. At least, at least to the way they performed so far this season, they may be the two worst. Good point um, by Patrick, real quick. Their dome did catch on fire today. That's not a good omen. Never. Ooh, yeah, I hate to see that. Um, the rather. haven't they haven't they born and haven't they dealt with enough? tragedy in new orleans for crying out loud now they're burning domes um the general pass defense for this patriots which is where their bread is buttered is solid even in the absence of stefan gilmore um and they should be a plus cv matchup against a james winston who's very much an unknown quantity still uh boy was his play last week not great uh about the worst performance i've seen out of a quarterback this season even worse than zach wilson's for interception performance probably against the patriots aforementioned um but the mac jones part of this equation is interesting to me and i will i guess but before covering that it wasn't a bad bet to, to bet it early i didn't think because the idea of the saints continuing to have this fatigue issue is still real in fact i don't know how you come up with a fair number for the saints right now which is probably we should have just passed but like i don't know how you come up with a fair number for what this team how this team is going to perform baseline because they as you mentioned they've been away from home now going on three weeks they have traveled now two weeks in a row this is their third week in a row traveling but it's not like they've been in their beds in between and the coaches it's missed the entire week of prep because of covid I don't know that those guys are all back. There's probably some guys that are still trying to get, you know, two negative tests in a row to, to rejoin the team. And on top of all of this, uh, the guys that were injured mattered and they didn't get like the standard treatment at the team facility because they're not even there. 
right? So like the idea that they were going to make a miraculous recovery without like the normal rigors of the, you know, a week of treatment, I thought was pretty low probability. So I don't think it was uh, a stretch to take New England early. But now that the chips are, now that the dust is settling and we're seeing the Saints defense is pretty much full strength in terms of practicing, particularly their cornerbacks, that makes this a tougher test for Mac Jones. It does. Because Mac Jones, Mac Jones, I don't know if you know this, but uh, best ever all time in the history of measuring CPOE. He is completing passes at an all-time rate. <clears throat> little context. There's only 70 dropbacks. That's not a lot. Uh, a little more context. The Did you see the his expected completion percentage is like over 70%. So basically... They're not asking him to do much, and he's he's doing exactly what they're asking him to do, right? Yeah, it's so, like, hey, you're really, really, really good at checkdowns. <laughs> yes, or three yes. yard crosses. Yes, his completion percentage to date in the NFL as a young NFL career, eighty percent. Amazing, well done, great start. You didn't throw YOLO picks like Trevor Lawrence is throwing. Uh, at so the same time, though, yeah, we're no making way that fun of the makes, stat. They, that does not. He does not. The fact that it's 80 relative to 70, the 70 is the insane part. The 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 um the sub, what you're subtracting the 80 you know from the 80, that nobody nobody has an expected completion percentage of 70 over the course of the season. Those are very high probability throws. Yeah, and then he just happens to be doing well at them. So you know, good on him. He's gonna was, win a bunch of games. It was a games. weird stat. It was just a, and if anybody doesn't understand that completion percentage over expected, <laughs> it's just yeah, like if you make 20 throws based on where the receivers are and how deep and whatever. And I think they even put separation in there for some of these stats. And it's like, how, what, what should your percentage of completions be? And the fact that his baseline for that is, is he, he is expected to complete 70% of his passes that like you said, you said it perfect. That speaks more than what his actually uh, over expectation was. That just speaks to how easy the passes they're asking him to make are, which probably by design like oh you've got a good, yeah a, a good coaching staff just easing a man against i mean a, a tough test in miami but against another shitty team that was a, a nice test for him to get get a sea legs get a win probably should have yeah. won the first game if we're being honest and Ooh. i think that does get tougher i think they do ask for let's address this question so femi brings up 70 percent means he's not taking the necessary amount of chances to be a good quarterback is it that or is it some combination of what they're giving him to run combined yeah. with the fact that the more difficult passes to make would presumably be to open wide receivers who are creating separation down the field, which the Patriots do not have. Doesn't exist. <laughs> it does not exist. The limit, the limit does not exist. <laughs> the limit does not exist. There really is no like 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 presumably, like, yeah, they could make things tougher for him. They probably will. Might not be this season, though, considering this roster. Because honestly, your best targets are your running backs and your tight ends. And if that's what they stick with, fine with me. Like realistically, that's probably what they should be doing, right? They'll, they'll, and there was a point in the preseason where I think they were pretty sure they were going to have Cam Newton starting the season. So I mean, absolutely. this was kind of this was kind <laughs> right. of a, this was an adjustment on the fly. They absolutely went out and got you know two decent tight ends to run that kind of offense. So they're going to run the kind of offense for the personnel they put together with the rookie quarterback, it'll get tougher over time. 
but it will never be, you know, Brady to Moss type offense. You don't have the receivers to do it. You have a young quarterback. I'm fine with what they're doing. It's just, it's, it's some goofy stats. Yeah. Let's not say never, but for 2021, I'm fine saying yeah, it's not, not never, never this season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so anyway, we, James we Winston, played the Patriots. good luck. Good luck. James Winston up against Bill Belichick. I hope you stink. Uh, and I hope that uh, this is a never in doubt cover for the Patriots, even though I feel like I would if I could take one play and ha- take backsies, take these backsies, it would be this one. Um, but that is what it is. Yeah, I didn't like. to close. I didn't like the tight end moves. But now that it all came together, it's like <laughs> no tight ends are a rookie's best friend. Like oh, yeah, a couple of, of big tight ends that can get open short. Like, like he's he's going to feel fine. He's going to yeah. feel comfortable. So, yep. All right. LAC, Casey. Divisional uh, matchup. Ooh, buddy. Very, very tough handicap. Um, in a world where Clyde in a world where in a, in a world where Clyde Edwards Alaire does not fumble on the game-winning drive, and the Chiefs come into this one 2-0, having just defeated the Browns and the Ravens. Do we get Chargers seven and a half? One man dares to wonder, <laughs> do we end up on the other side of a touchdown here? Probably. Probably, I don't, right? I don't, I don't know what kind of downgrade you could give the Chiefs offense. The Chiefs defense definitely is gashable. Um, we'll see what we can get from, obviously, some fantasy people are probably going to be in love with the, the running game for the Chargers, even on the road. And Herbert, Herbert has been Cousins-esque. Where I think Herbert's been very good, and we haven't really given him enough credit for it because we're not seeing it with the record. Um, in just you know the week one was whatever, but then the, the 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 Cowboys game was marred with penalties, and it wasn't. I joked around with people, you know, like, oh, what do you think of the refs? It's not like the refs were biased or the refs were making bad calls. The the Chargers were making mistakes. You have a new head coach, you still have a young quarterback, you get some moving pieces there. Like they they made some dumb mistakes. The in the grasp call was dumb because they let Big Ben run around with like six people hanging off him for like ten minutes. Of course, so I I, I didn't care for that, and I, I didn't have a horse. Uh, I didn't have a horse in that race, but I was kind of hoping for the Chargers to win. I just like the Chargers. I think it's a fun young team. I like their coach. I like Herbert, and I didn't I didn't know quite what to make of that. Other than we'll get to the Cowboys, and I think McCarthy actually was smart <laughs> for a little bit which is tough for me to say out loud, but I'll give him a little credit. So Chiefs, I gave him a defensive downgrade. The offense still looks fine. Uh, they really didn't. They still never really went over the top. They didn't get the deep pass. Tyreek didn't have much of a game. Kelsey did what Kelsey does. And uh, I don't know why they're running the ball there. It's kind of like the Lions when they had that fourth and one, not to go back to them, but um, I believe we were on the air when we said it. Why Why wouldn't they go for this fourth and one? They've been gashing them on the ground all day long. Like they could run for three yards quite easily with no. any running back, and then they throw it. Hide, let's do a high degree of difficulty precision route with our <laughs> wide should, receivers that can't run precision routes. Run, <laughs> that was a real answer. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do a flea f- flicker t- a fade know, to the running back. You know what that, that, that play reminded me so much of? It was uh, like classic Anthony Lynn Chargers. Classic. Like it was like freaking deja vu all over again. <laughs> like really, yeah. truly. Um, okay. Uh, the chart, the Justin Herbert notes to why I don't have a play on this game. Don't have a real lean one way or the other. Um, I think, you know, totals where it should be. Totals where it should be. 
Uh, the Chargers have a defensive scheme that, if they execute well, can keep the Chiefs in check, which should give the Chargers a chance. Um, but I got to watch for a couple of key things here, notably. is Because ju- the Justin Herbert puzzle is nowhere close to solved. If it's like you don't have the box, you don't know the puzzle you're building yet, I'm I'm still like like nowhere close to figuring out what we're even building. Do because the the stand uh, oh yeah in the winter time oh fuck yeah oh, love yeah. puzzles love puzzles mm. in there. I uh, haven't built a puzzle since uh, January probably, but I I do love a good puzzle. Jigsaw puzzles, of course. Um, <clears throat> the Justin Herbert experience is wild because he will have standout plays that on watching the film, watching the recaps, they are literally like there's only one or two other people in the league that can make that play. Like this guy absolutely has a future as a top five QB in this league. You can see it on film. But then there are other plays where he does terrible. He's making terrible decisions, uh, particularly those happen to have been concentrated on early downs, which is unusual. They happen to be concentrated when he's got a clean pocket, which is unusual. But they happen to be happening in the red zone at a high frequency as well, which is keeping points off the board for L.A. in general. And for those reasons, I can't get involved with the Chargers here under a touchdown. I was hopeful that we could have played a Chargers seven and a half because my fair is LAC six and change. So my price on this about on about on market. I like the <clears throat> I like the Chiefs slightly at the early number, but I'm the late number here. But I'm I just, looked at I'm the, not playing it. I looked at the Chargers schedule and. If they get this win, all of a sudden it looks soft over the next like six weeks, which means there is a world where we wake up around November, middle November, Veterans Day. We wake up at Veterans Day and the Chargers are seven and one. Is there any case to be made for Herbert? I mean, you know, like this, the clips are circulating. The he's in LA. Like, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, I bet it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking, and I mean, we talked about this off air a little. That's why it came up. Like, we, I put a little bit on. I almost Herbert. forgot I, to tee you up. I'm sorry. I know. I, I know it's fine. <laughs> I looked. I looked at the outright market for MVP and all the talk. Like, oh, Derek Carr, and like when there, whenever there's stupid money that comes into the, uh, you know comes into the market like that i'm fine finding somebody with some value like you said i'm a little worried about some of the red zone stuff but man he is making throws that very few men can and he's still pretty young the chiefs twice sounds like oh that's not a good thing it is if you're a quarterback who needs to put up stats to win an award like this secondary can be beaten they're not getting the pass rush that really matters right now i think playing the chiefs and the Raiders and some in Minnesota they have coming up, they have some bad secondaries that he can put up some big numbers on. And yeah, a young quarterback, it's such a stupid media award where, and we've said this with so many things, especially coach of the year, comeback player of the year. So much is prefaced on expectations and just the expectations are so low when you are in the same division as the Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl a couple years in a row, the AFC title game three years in a row. So like 28 to one, anything better than that. I, I'm putting a small bet on him. Like I like him. Uh, Coach of the year prices kind of got beat up on our guy. Like uh, some people are liking him already. It looks like 
You can get Arch Smith at fifty to one if you want. Um, I did look at, at this. Is this the the coach of the year market? Is a two two man race? Yeah, Staley's down to twelve. He would have a chance if it if it got to that point. Forget it. No, the two man race coach of the year market. Matt Rule, Vic Fangio. Both of those teams are going to overachieve wins. Both those teams have easy schedules. Writing this one, uh, yeah. Clip this. It's a two. two it's a two man race. I hate I hate making calls this early on stuff. And I don't like, like either I, of those. I agree, I agree with it, you on it will, Fangio it will continue, with the schedule. Outside of Stefanski, that will continue the long tradition of coach of the year going to a coach that's probably not that good. <laughs> so that would be in keeping with sort of the general t- tradition, I think, uh, if it goes to one of those guys. Did, yeah, here's a question. Did, did uh, Brett say that when we were in Vegas? I don't did remember. He, did he? We have to go back. It's on YouTube, Brian. Go look at that. I'm going to go watch that tonight on the ride home. Not watch it. Listen to it. It's hard to watch YouTube while you're driving. But Brett's uh, Brett's call that I remember was Asante Samuel Jr. DPOI DROI. Man, he might he might have said something about that. Either way, I bet it this morning. I have a little bit of a, a oh Herbert. Bit of oh oh, you know Herbert. what? Yeah, you know what he said. He said he did it, like he, yes. He's uh, he basically was like, "There's going to be a big Herbert expose at some point early in the season where we break." Down oh, that was a yeah. that was a, a video he was going to make. He likes Herbert. He wanted to bet into that. Yeah, Sam, if you see Fangio twenty one and Rule sixteen, those that in my opinion, those are your two men at the top of the race for coach of the year at this point. I'm down. So yeah. um, don't tease this. No. Leave this alone. The Chargers play them tough. I'm staying away from this. Total's fine. Atlanta, the Giants. Talk me out of Atlanta, Drew. <sighs> Matt Ryan may be utterly washed. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible that this is the Matt Schaub 2.0 experience, and we just are only seeing the beginning of it. And it's going to unfold in horrific fashion as we go through the first two months of the season. And there is a very real possibility that we get on a podcast and break down how what is your grade for Josh Rosen starting for <laughs> the Art of the Falcons before Halloween? It's not out of the word, out of the it's question. Not. It's not out of the question. Um, that said. This is about as good as a spot as you could ask for if you are a struggling 0-2 team and you desperately need to turn your season around. They were feistier than the market realizes against Tampa. Uh, They played Tampa very hard until the pick sixes. They were in that game. Down by three. They were down by three. They were in that game. Ball bounces their way instead of going... The other direction for it just hits the turf, twice. maybe just hits the turf. Uh, it's a very different, uh, different perception because, and again, keep in mind that was a weird game. Nobody fucking bet that game, nobody fucking watched that game. There was so much other shit going on. Like that one really fell through the cracks. People looked at the score after and they were like, Oh, Tampa covered that, expected that, blah blah, blah move on. Right? Easy. Easy win. Easy win. Easy win. Um, the preseason expected line here. Do you want to guess what that was? Pick. It was two and a half. So really? A not closer. a huge, not a huge shift. Would you have adjusted either of these teams up or down based on what you've seen through two weeks? I 
do and boy, I was a fan of this last year. I was on this bandwagon of Daniel Jones as a runner. It's like Christ, he's kind of fast, and these design runs are good. Like they're the best plays that Garrett had. It was like the, these are all working every time. Atlanta's defense has not shown anything. That's probably what's going to keep me off this. And the other part is I missed the three and a half, but I make this one point eight, meaning I should bet the three, but. Uh, just recency bias, anchoring bias, having a third, having a plus thirteen melt and just turn to ash in my mouth last week probably hurt. So, I yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm a little too jilted to bet these. And it's at times the Giants looked okay, but another game that they should have won that game against it was Washington. It was a weird Thursday game, but. I make this, yeah, I make it a bottom minus two. I should take the Falcons. I just, I can't trust a team like this to stay that close when they're going to have, we're going to have issues where, you know, it doesn't matter who you're facing. And yes, they're much better pass rushes the first two weeks than what they're facing here. But pressure, pressure on Ryan turns to turnovers, turns to points. And I'm, I'm just done with this team for the time being. I saw some improvements in scheme out of Art Smith between week one and week two. Yeah. Week one was an abject disaster for the Art Smith experience. Week two was at least a little bit more uh, awareness of the game state. Uh, I would expect that continues to improve throughout the season, although I don't know if it's a magical switch that gets flipped now. Um, this is Atlanta's second week in a row on the road, which is never a great thing for a team like this early in the season. Um they're obviously they're zero and two. So if there are any wrinkles, any specialty, any special stuff in uh, in Art Smith's back pocket, you would expect to see it this week. Um, the coaching for the Giants is super, super suspect. A lot of the decisions Judge made in that game, I was like, "Wow, this guy is really doesn't get it." And a lot of the kind of kind of the general feel was they like he was coaching kind of like he was on the hot seat at zero and one, and. You know, I, I don't. I don't think Joe Judge is long for this job. Um, even though the Giants have a tendency not to try to fire people, the Joe, Joe Judge Jason Garrett combination is just horrific. Uh, and then you sprinkle Derek, you sprinkle, sprinkle a little uh, Daniel Jones on top, and it's a true shit sandwich. Um, so, if I was going to play a side here, it's the Falcons. Ultimately, I went with the under here. So, congratulations on another total. Although I got the better of this number, I played forty-eight and a half to the under. It is 47 and a half ish at some of our market making friends shops. Uh, so you can still get a 48. Anything over 47, I think, is a fair play here. The fact that the Giants were in an over game in prime time, I think, has thrown the market for a loop a bit in terms of what this fair total should be. And uh, in general, the these teams are playing kind of slow. Um, so I think this is a, this is a kind of game that, um, you know, decided by a field goal late in the uh you know in the in the mid to low 40s so under 48 and a half for me uh let's move on to uh the next game on the car andy dalton and the bears will head to cleveland record scratch it is time it is time for mr fields andy dalton's hurt and then we got the good news that the uh Andy Dalton's still the starter once he heals up, which is the stupidest effing thing I've heard all week. But this is, if nothing else, an exciting game for 
everybody to watch. I actually wish this were a late game so there are fewer things on so I could pay absolute attention to every time the Bears take the offensive side of the ball and watch this. Um, Cleveland loses a receiver. Cleveland gains a receiver. Um, I guess it makes sense what they did because they didn't really need the full regiment of offense last week. But uh, Cleveland's looked fine. It looks like Baker's fine. And I really don't have a strong take here just because I don't know what we're going to see from fields. And I don't really mean fields. I, it, going back to the maybe the Mac Jones comments, said, oh, man, Belichick may be smart. They got these tight ends. They're doing stuff to build confidence, make Mac Jones comfortable, make him look good, make him not you know, just give away games, do stupid shit like Wilson's doing with the, the Jets. I don't feel like I can have that kind of confidence in the Nagy system for what he's going to let Fields do. I don't know if he's going to – he'd go both ways where he just doesn't let him do enough and they're handing the ball over off way too much against a good front, or they go too far and he's going to ask things of him that he's not ready to do and it's going to turn into turnovers or just bad plays, turnover-worthy plays. I just – don't know what Nagy's going to ask of this young quarterback. And for those reasons, I really want to watch. This will be a game I'll watch more of that I don't have a bet on than probably any game this season. And I love Cleveland. I'm just a Cleveland guy this year. We agree on that. Take 1 million percent. Um, oh, the Browns are 0-1. Look at, we, we, we screwed them over in the graphic. Oh, Brown. You know what? We'll give them the win. You know what? Beating the Texans that way. Does do they deserve a win? I don't know. Um, here's here's a thought. <clears throat> I was ready to fire Browns at seven. I was ready. I was ready to play the over 45 and a half because I was like, this doesn't check out. Uh the Brown the Bears defense is not as good as they played against the Bengals. They're on the road again. Um, the you know the Browns match up well at all at all levels. They can take the pass rush completely out of the game with their offensive line, uh, and they can either run it down their throats, play action them to death. They can do whatever they want to score points in this game. I ultimately am staying away as well and evaluating the performance of Justin Fields because this in the back of my head I can't get over how Nagy made Mitch Trubisky look in his rookie campaign by giving him the good place, right? Matt Nagy in his playbook has the easy stuff, the stuff that high, you know, he has the stuff that can make a quarterback look good. And if he calls that for fields, fields could be impressive in this game. Uh, and if he doesn't, Fields could still be impressive because if the play breaks down, that you know, if it, if he's operating out of structure, he's a dynamic athlete, and he's going up against a defense that is lacking in linebacker skill and talent. They lost an important player at the linebacker position for the Cleveland Browns last week. I don't know if you noticed. Um, their team in general has not gelled especially well defensively, despite all the injection of. Uh, you know, talent on the defensive side of the ball through free agency in the draft. And there's a realistic chance here that the Bears go score for score with the Browns, not unlike what the Texans and Gerard Taylor just did for a lot of that game. <laughs> like yeah. that's could be a very similar game state. Um, the uncertainty is bananas here. This is the highest variance game by far across my projections uh, to add even more randomness to it. 
it looks like we're going to have winds in the high teens in Cleveland. I don't know if Andy, if you remember, is Cleveland the Second type of sta- is Cleveland the type no, of stadium that is impacted by wind? Yes or no? Damn you, Paul Brown! Your stadium is impacted <laughs> by field. Um, uh, I don't know. Jesus Christ! Nine eight seven seven one three one four brings up fields over rushing props, <laughs> which I get. What is your thoughts on? That's a good look. Like, yeah. I'm, what should the I'm, number be? Like twenty? Nineteen? I was half? just going to ask you. I would say I have, it's probably going to be like 19 and a half, and he's probably going to go over. I'm looking at a number right now. Oh, is it? Are you are you confident? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, you want a real guess? Because my what smile is, what says is, off. What is the rushing prop? So I'm not looking at an actual sports book. I just pulled up our, our DFS sponsor prize picks, which I should mention, the official prize picks. I, I went uh, – I got an entry for tomorrow. I'll post on Twitter because I play the Thursday night games and those. It's, yeah. It's probably – Prize picks has a rushing total up for him. Really? Okay. Um, this is like the clickbait title. It will Minnesota drivers. Here's one simple trick to lower your insurance. You'll be shocked. It's you're setting me up that it's going to be so stupid fucking high that it's an auto auto under. Uh, is it like sixty nine or something insane? It's forty four and a half, 44 which feels half. high, okay. but at no, the same fa- time, fair fair's got to be in the high twenties. I was yeah. going to say 30 and a half, 29 and a half, somewhere like that. He could break a couple if they do some designed runs. That feels like it could be a thing, especially with what he, he brings to the table. And they're down a linebacker. And they maybe do lack a little speed in that uh, that area of the defense anyway. So that's high. That feels a little high, but I'm not excited about taking that under. If they go with a bunch of designed runs, he might just have 50 yards by attrition because he gets like seven carries. Yeah, he he averaged three point one per carry last week in relief effort. Um, does he get yeah. more than ten carries? Maybe. Uh, that's a that's a that at forty four. That's an under, but it's too high. It'll be interesting to see. I don't want everything. Yeah, no. yeah. I I leaned over. I leaned Browns, but again, like you said, high variance game. If the Bears win this by two touchdowns, it won't surprise me because oh, I, I would I be know. full. I would be. By two touchdowns, that means there's that I don't means know the Bears we're defense the plays out. That means the Bears defense performs though. Well, I, I just, don't no no yeah. I, no, I, I don't I don't believe in the Bears defense, but I the just, range yeah, no, like no, no, this, no. The, the, like the, Allen Robinson goes wild game. The range of outcomes here is pretty narrow for the offensive output of Cleveland. It's pretty insane for for, for for Chicago, right? Like this is either a 33-31 type of game either way, or it's a 30 five to, to zero <laughs> you know like like there's this is this could be an enormous r- spread uh, and total you know the total points but uh, ultimately cleveland i think gets theirs if they, assuming it's not a monsoon i'll live bet this <clears throat> what's the uh what's the cleveland team total you got any interest in that as a uh, as a way to have a little action on game that you're going to watch every minute of so you're talking 22 and three quarters plus three and a half is 27 and a half 26 and a half 27 juicy yeah i know the bears not winning by two times the bears are probably not winning by two touchdowns I'm, i guess what i meant to say it would not surprise me if the bears offense showed up sure that's probably a better way to put that the, the bears browns could not, the bears the could score 30 scoring. the bears could score zero yeah the, the yeah. browns not scoring does not seem likely so this will be an uh maybe one of those right hit multiple live overs because i'm having some fun um yeah okay maybe no browns, interest in browns, no interest browns in a team, team total, total over. yeah let's no take interest it. secret Secret pod. We don't have I don't have anything else on this game, and I want a little bit. I wanted the over. The 45 and a half feels deflated considering what we're 
save the secret pod pay for the Packers. Yeah, that one might be a place too. I already so my Packers number is getting away. By the way, I don't know if we're even going to be they're even going to be around by the time we get there. See that movement today? Yeah, I got buddy in in by the skin of my teeth on a four the other day. Oh, good work. Three and a half is playable. We're kind of giving away the farm on that one. So Cincinnati (laughs) Pittsburgh. My numbers uh, wait, official, official, official secret pod play on Cleveland. 27. It'll be a juicy 26 and a half. I think it'll be okay. like 26 and a half minus 30. Okay. And we'll wait for, well, let's, let's not make that the official play. Cause we don't know about the wind yet. I may pull it. I may, oh, I may, I may, yeah. I may rug that if, uh, if it's blowing 15 to 20. Rug it. Um, all right, let's move on down the card. Oh, I didn't, what do you, what do you make this total is 21 and a half. Oh, that is good. Kendrick. That is good. That should be the official. That should definitely be it. That's a fucking smash. God damn. You seen I parlayed him today. Uh, oh, I did see that with the, with the Europe. So you got all the karma in the world on your side, except it's on the other side of the pond. Um, <clears throat> all right. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, again, a market that I don't understand. An injury situation with Pittsburgh that I can't adequately handicap. So an easy stay away for me. Um, we expected this line in the preseason to be six. There was a look ahead last week that was seven, and then it opened at four. It's been bet down to three. So we are covering all of the bases here between three and seven around when you could have bet into this market. Um, Both of these sides were bet heavily last week. You saw mega steam on Cincy, pushed them across three. You saw mega steam on Steelers, pushed them across six. Uh, and neither side ever had a chance. And when that happens, the market gets real cold feet, real skitty, skitterish about these teams. It's the skitters. It's get the, gets, uh, gets the willies. No one really wants to get involved anymore. And actually, I didn't even realize. When has Steelers minus three at minus 105? Wow. So a couple of things about this game ben so goes ben plays ben, ben ben plays through injuries don't, don't sure. ever think that deontay johnson may not play i don't know if that matters because ben can barely get the freaking ball pass line of scrimmage yeah. but that's beside the point uh and if i surprise news i expected tj watt to miss because he's dealing with the groin and those take a couple weeks um he was limited participant today so nice. that's trending he'll play yeah it's seeming like it's not as bad as it I, i'm with you on that obviously the alu alu he's like out 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 what but if it was him and Watt, that's a huge blow to that front seven um if Watt plays it's a big deal if big ben plays hurt big ben is probably about the same as the backups like he's not good but the offensive line's bad enough where maybe it doesn't matter one way or the other if they can get some pass rush even though it's low i kind of like the under here yeah you know there's another good reason to like the under uh zach taylor zach taylor is a dunce Oh my God. If it's windy in Cleveland, oh it'll God. be windy. It'll be windy in three rivers. I didn't even really look at the wind for that one because I was not I, really considering. I think the, the weather's I think the weather's gonna be kind of shitty here too. Yeah. So yeah. if this is a shitty weather I'm thing, I am going to play the under here. Okay. Um <clears throat> I hate the Zach Taylor comments. The Zach Taylor approach to that Bears game was a nightmare. I, this guy, this guy is not not, this guy not stinks. Long. This guy is not long for this world. Not long for this uh these guys this stink. <clears throat> the Bengals, by the way. Uh, second week in a row on the road, right? They went to Chicago last week, Pittsburgh this week. Not a ton of travel, but worth noting. Um, 
Bengals also I, I, honestly <clears throat> I'm not involved at all with this game I will not be involved uh the Steelers by the way this the 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 love affair the honeymoon excuse me the honeymoon between Ben Roethlisberger and Matt Canada lasted all of two quarters seven ultimately because it wasn't it wasn't looking good in the first half of week one they had a nice second half of week one and then everything went flying out the window week two and then Ben Roethlisberger already bitching after week two about the offensive approach this I mean we are not out of the realm of this 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 deconstruction this disillusion of the Steelers this season I expected to happen later or middle later in the season not now and it's already happening that's a huge huge problem um they could get this I'm, I'm hopeful that they get a couple more wins here early and that there's a little throw the scent off a little bit of the throw the scent of the core of the rotting flesh the gangrene throw the gangrene scent off of the market so that they don't quite realize it yet um the fact that this game they were bet so heavily against is not a good sign the market's probably onto this um but yeah i, I think you gotta i think you got to we're gonna have to take our shots against the steelers sooner than later which is frustrating do you agree it might be yeah under steelers team total under you're right about the honeymoon it went out the window there's a what's the word for that um defenstration out the window <laughs> out the window so i lean under i'm gonna this is the same as like the 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 Cleveland game. I'm going to wait a little closer for the weather, even if I have to play it at like a 42 and a half or a Steelers team total under. I was thinking um, you were talking about like matricide where you kill your spouse on the honeymoon. Isn't that a thing? I've read, I feel like there's a couple novels about that. Probably a movie too. Yeah. Um, ben, ben Roethlisberger is about to push Matt Canada off the cliff on their hiking tour of Europe. Defenestrate. <laughs> yes. Defenestrate. Um, not not excited about this. Not excited about a bunch of these games. And I don't have a proper number on this because of some of the injuries. So I didn't really take a, a strong interest in this side in total just because the market had a very strong interest and I wasn't I wasn't wanting to get in front of the train. Uh, Miami at beautiful Sin City. This is another one that had a quarterback injury, and then it had two quarterback injuries. It is gonna be Brissett probably versus Carr. Carr's out there, he looks fine, I guess. And oof, man, Raiders are better than we thought. But you want to eat some crow about Derek Carr yet, or do we want to wait till <sighs> wait till we get a little more evidence? I want to see him play a little more. Like he's fine, but at the same time, like we we didn't ever dog on Derek or Carr. We dogged on the rest of the team. We said this defense is going to stink. The offensive line might stink with the new configuration, and they they didn't do much to add to the offense. We both, I think we both said like Derek Carr has been decent despite the coaching staff, despite the front office, putting the talent around him that they did. And I'm not, I'm not super excited about the Raiders long-term, but yeah, they've, they've played fine. How much of the credit here goes to Gus Bradley and his coordination of the Raiders defense? He's got those guys in good positions. He's getting the most out of some players who out of the draft that I was like, these guys aren't good and they are playing well. Max Crosby. Oh, by the way, like you've put a lot of freaking draft capital into Cleveland Farrell. Max Crosby is a freaking he is a G. That guy can absolutely pass <laughs> rush. He is good. Good with the capital G. Uh and uh you know, I I definitely um I I definitely 
I did not expect the Raiders defense to look as good as they have. Completely acknowledge that. Um, and I didn't expect the offensive line to perform as well as they have. You know, I you know who I'm prepared to eat a little crow on is uh Tom Cable, the cable guy. He has done a good job of coaching up these offensive linemen because he is going to war with replacement level players at key positions that could have completely unwound the Derek Carr experience this year. And they're playing well. They held their own already now in two weeks in a row against teams that are capable of generating the pass rush. So hat tip to you, Tom Cable, the cable guy. I did not think this was going to be a positive reunion between him and the Raiders, but uh, to this point, it surely has been. been okay. It's been okay. Um, so they're the Raiders did this to everybody last year too. <laughs> they won their first game in Carolina. They backed it up with an upset on Monday Night Football against the Saints. Uh, they had a winning record late in the season that made people think they were in the playoff mix and then it all came apart at the seams. Um, I'm still prepared for that to be the most likely outcome here. Yeah, I'm. this seems like a <laughs> smash spot, but Brissett, despite him being a backup, is probably not a massive downgrade just because it's like we haven't seen enough from Tua to say he's an upgrade or he's above replacement level. So like this number is where it is because of maybe some of the quarterback stuff, but I'm not excited to back the Raiders yet. Yeah. Even I, though I have been impressed, I just don't yeah. think it's, it's, it's a tougher defense. We'll see how this goes. And yeah, staying away from this one, strong, strong, stay away. I'll give Carr a little bit of credit for performing better under pressure when he has been, he used to be an absolute nightmare you put him under uh, an iota of pressure and he's skipping balls throwing it throwing it out of bounds crying crying <laughs> but not anymore so um congratulations to him uh patrick brings up a great point though uh richie incognito is bullying these guys into shape he is absolutely getting the best out of these guys however he's doing it um what was the famous quote uh, he had when he was calling that guy's it's like your sister has a wolf puss yeah, he you said some that? fucked up stuff to that guy. Your sister has a wolf puss is the one that I remember. Him, <laughs> him and uh, Robbie Anderson, all-time quotables. All-time quotables. Yes. Not even just quotables. for, uh, what was that bear doing? Um, <laughs> what was that bear doing? Jets, Jets Denver. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Jets Denver finishes up the trifecta of, this team might not be that good, but we're certainly not going to see them regress this week because it's the GD Jets. The Jets probably facing even uh, chubb chubb out sucks like chubb being hurt for a big chunk of the season sucks it sucks six to eight weeks he's out yeah this defense is if still good without hurt. him but yeah he is going to get some bone spur surgery on his lower extremities be out for yeah probably eight weeks i'd lean towards but the jets it's a big number but you do you really want to do that no at altitude against no. teddy covers teddy effing covers this is the only non-wong teaser that I'm probably excited about all year, like getting the Broncos at a low number. If they you, have looked, they have looked pretty good against teams that they could beat, you know. If you have an appetite to bet the Jets, do me a favor, do me a solid, and stick to the first half. Don't play the full game. Because as Andy mentioned, not only is this game at altitude in September, but it is going to be hot there as well there's going to be this is going to be surface of the sun dry ass heat like oppressive vegas outdoors kind of a heat on top of the fact that you are at altitude so the likelihood that the jets and their kind of 
thin roster performs well in the second half in this game, my goodness, no. My goodness, no. If they hang, they hang first half, and it all comes apart in the second half. That is my fundamental read on this one. Um, A question here from Twitch, which we got two Twitch people now. Yeah. Time. We're growing. We doubled on Twitch. Not just not just Rick Daddy 69420 anymore. Spartans is over there. What is your yes. opinion of Solace so far? Uh, it's too early, I think. Good job. Yeah, I like I like the I like the shots of him pregame running up the stairs at the stadium. It's just know? such a bad like, roster. Like, he's what, a, what do you, how do you judge him? Uh, I give him a B plus. I give him a B plus. Um, he got a cover week one. He. Generally, I think that the defense has exceeded my expectations. Is that crazy? He lost He lost his number one pass, Carl Lawson. They went out and gave him big bucks to be the cornerstone of their defense. Lost that guy, and yet they're still doing okay defensively. Like, you give up – if you give up – what did they give? 19 week one or 18? You give up 19 week one. You yeah. give up 26, 25 week two. A lot of that was assisted by some short fields because of the turnovers. Um, in the NFL, if that's what you're conceding, you should have a shot to you win just, some games. You, you just should. need this offense to figure it out a little bit. And I think some of it might not happen just because of the lack of talent. But if that's what he can get of this defense early on in his tenure, I think probably bright future. If they can add some offensive pieces and get Wilson to play at a you know a decent level, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to answer Lance's question about the uh, second half under in this type of game, I would expect a second half under in the twenty-one ballpark, and I probably wouldn't bet it because I would be worried that Melvin Gordon would rip off four touchdowns <laughs> in the second half. Honestly, yeah. not real. Not me. I'm not being serious, but like it, it's a, it's a it's a fragile enough number. That uh, actually probably gonna be twenty, honestly, with the total like forty-one. Um, you'll probably get a little. You'll probably go over the first half by a by a hair, if anything, and then uh, you'll get a low, a little depressed total for the second half, and yeah. it'll probably be real tight. Um, yeah, they. I mean, I, the, the offense. I'm. I guess the Mike Lafleur experience has been underwhelming. <laughs> Have not been impressed at all with the conceptual framework of that offense, but. Uh, this defensive for team for the Jets has a talent level that is close to the bottom of all in all the league in a lot of last couple of years, and yet they're keeping them in games. So, got to give got to give a passing grade to uh, to Saul at this point. Let's move on to game of the week. Good one, a good one. Uh, a team that we deemed a bit of a paper tiger who is two and zero, and a team that we deemed as world beaters just because it's super easy to say that when they were and they are the same exact team and we bet the buccaneers i was able to get them on the money line at plus 100 on sunday Aha, I snooze you lose pretty good about that it did move our way i thought i mean my numbers had tampa favored and they were a dog i said this probably flipped even on the road this will be an exciting game even without a bet this is going to be a good We'll see the Rams taking on a, a tough D, albeit at home, and then Brady possibly missing a receiver with some COVID stuff. We need a double positive or double negative result 
for him to travel to LA, but that the, whole team's, the, the whole team's vaccinated. So does that mean like he has it? Like he clearly has it because he's showing symptoms. I don't know what the deal is. We'll find out more. Not going to affect my thing. If any team can afford to lose a receiver, it's Tampa Bay. They have a wealth of riches at the wideout slash uh, tight end. You saw Gronk in the Manning cast being goofy, but Christ, he's been good this year. Four touchdowns already, doing what he's done forever. He's not even that old. So I'm looking for this offense to continue. <laughs> and this is this is going to be a biggest problem for the Rams where they have, again, some strong, strong pieces, but not a complete defense. They have some problem spots. And when you go up against an offense that has so many different weapons on offense and a smart coach and a very smart quarterback, which is he's essentially becoming the Peyton Manning, like extra offensive coordinator on the field because he knows so much about football because he's been playing it for 35 years now. It's like he's going to be able to find your weak spots in this defense and pick on it because there's too many good receivers. So I love this play. Feel weird taking up, you know, a small road dog here. Well, road small road favorite now in LA, but uh, Tampa Bay indoors. Give it to me, baby. I feel weird because I've kind of bet this already a lot, right? Like any Tampa future you placed was them yep. winning this game. Pretty any, much. Any Brady one. MVP you placed was Brady doing well in this game. Uh, any last team undefeated Tampa Bay six to one is. Tampa winning this game, obviously, right? Like there's a, there are a lot of, I have a lot out there on Tampa winning, so I hope they don't fuck me. <laughs> I guess this is where I'm at here. Uh, I played it also in the money line on the uh, on the opener. That was fun. Got a great number. Market agreement is strong. Although I will tell you Didn't that we get like we got plus one ten at one place. Here's what I will. Here's what I will warn you. Here is what I will caution you. If you are a better and you are listening to this breakdown. Now, on Wednesday, tomorrow, on Thursday, this weekend, on Friday, whenever you choose to listen to your deep dive, or maybe you spread it out and you listen to it in little chunks every day, and now here you are at the end of the podcast, and we're finally getting to the game you wanted us to talk about. There is now market resistance at one and a half. That's why there's timestamps. There's market resistance at one and a half, which means the consensus is this is a fair line. And I'm happy I got the number I got. I feel like the Buccaneers are the correct side here, but there are clearly more opinions out there than just ours. And the consensus appears to be that the current fair price is Buccaneers' small favorite. Yep. Okay. My fair is Buccaneers two and a half. Our friend Suma on the podcast this morning made this his favorite play of the week. He says his fair is Buccaneers minus three. Um, I've known for the entirety of the preseason run-up that I am high on the Rams. I'm sorry, I'm high on the Bucks relative to market. Zuma's high on the Bucks. You're high on the Bucks. We're all low on the Rams relative to market. So the fact that we are on that side of the current number where there is where there is resistance is not surprising. Not super but surprising. You have to be you have to be a little bit respective of that. This don't don't get over your skis on one game in the NFL. That's the most bet game of the week that the market now says is fair. Is that is that an okay caveat? I liked I liked you talking some reason into these degenerate yahoos. Good call. <laughs> but yes, I, I like this one quite a bit. And yeah, with my adjustments out, I have Tampa as like a one point five point favorite. So 
I'm I'm where the market is now, and yeah, yeah. I think the the two books we looked at on Sunday they were even and yeah. plus one ten on the money line. So average price of plus one hundred five for me because I like to spread it out. And we're on to Minnesota. Oh, actually, real quick, all that. There said, you got one more thing. Yeah, all that said, uh, Tampa Bay like thirty eight ten. Let's fucking go. Bury these guys. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck the Rams. Bury them. <laughs> Do it. You know, Todd Bowles, whatever you got in your pocket for defensive adjustments, freaking give it to him. Uh, Tom Brady, go throw six touchdowns. Put yourself in the top of the MVP uh, market. This is this is it. I would love to, love to see it. Love to see it. Same kind of game plan that they did burying the Packers last year. Same thing they did to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Bring it out. Bring all the bring all the goods, and uh, let them have it. So. Uh, Let's move on to uh, another one Seahawks. we played on Sunday. Vikes. Yeah. What did you get here? I feel like I got Seattle minus one. Or yes, I'm have to go back and look. Minus one for me. There was a, a pick bit. em. There was a pick em that was available for a hot second at a juicy price that I got a tiny bit of, but most of my action is Seahawks minus one. I like that. I like that look. Minnesota, despite all the nice things I said about Kirk Cousins, and he was pretty good this twitch channel took me like five ten minutes to find he said yeah uh maybe maybe I'll, I'll advertise the twitch channel a little bit more on twitter let people to go over there if they're people like that a little better than obviously youtube was really good if you're over on periscope go find that but uh twitch is also a really nice platform uh, that said i said nice things about kirk cousins dalvin cook is obviously very good but he is starting to look like cmc where it's every week he's dinged up a little and he's missing a series or two I didn't like some of the quotes from Zimmer basically saying like, if he says he can play, I'm going to run him into the ground because it's my job to use my weapons and try to beat teams. So he, um, I'm not excited about him making it through the season. Vikings, small dog at home, Seahawks traveling. It's indoors. That's fine. I don't think we've seen the best of the Seahawks offense yet. We saw some really good offense. And then we saw some really suspect play calling when they had a big lead. I guess I'm less worried about it here because it's a small, small favorite. They don't have to hang on and cover a big number here if they get out to a big lead. This Minnesota defense legit stinks out loud. Like I said, <laughs> Kyler Murray is good, and he is squirrely. He has some decent receivers, yes. He has some really good receivers, one really, really good receiver. I like Seattle's receiving core quite a bit, too. On turf against these garbage cornerbacks, pretty bad secondary. The, that guy who got the pick six, I don't even know who that guy was. Like, congratulations on Vir Virgil. No, Vigil. Like, that was a nice snag. That was just a really shitty throw, honestly. But the Minnesota defense doesn't offer enough, especially from a pass rush standpoint, to stop this offense. The only thing that stops the Seattle Seahawks offense for the last five years is Seattle Seahawks. And, like, I. I, I guess Minnesota getting in the back door just seems unlikely without them winning the game, which feels very Seahawksy. But still, my numbers couldn't get close to this being a pick'em. Yeah, that's where I'm at as well. <clears throat> and is it weird that um, I have it at two point five? What do you have this another... at? Fair. I'm like two point four. I am almost square three. Yeah, I, I thought super, I was too far out. Close. I'm glad you said that. Super like when I said that, I'm like I'm I'm like two point five, baby. Super close to it. Seattle's my seventh power rated team right now. Uh, Minnesota is 16th for me. Uh, so I have a meaningful gap between these guys. Um, Seattle is six for me. 
You're six or seven. Yeah, we're, we're pretty close. Uh, Where are you, Minnesota? With, they're pretty much tied with San Francisco. Where's like your they're, Minnesota they're essentially t- Minnesota is my – they're right in that mash of like middle, like almost being a zero, little okay. below zero. Okay, so 16 is pretty close then. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah you real, real quick, uh, so your Seattle my, – my Seattle is seven. This is a weird, by the way, uh, and I kind of tripped out when I did when I saw this. I have Seattle seven. I have Rams eight. I have Niners nine and I have Cardinals 10. <laughs> so four spaces occupied by the four NFC West teams in a row. I have the Cardinals um, 10. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so the Seahawks should get this win. They're the better team, but they do stupid stuff. Um, in the same sense that the range of outcomes for Cleveland, Cincinnati, Cleveland Chicago it could be <laughs> could be a three point game could be a thirty point game. This feels like a a Seattle three to six point win happens an absurd num absurd absurd amount of the time absurd two, two right? a two to four point win <laughs> a two, is like ninety percent of the outcomes <laughs> just an absurd number of the outcomes are touchdown or under but more than you know a point and. I, that's just the way that the Seahawks play these games and against, especially against a team that has a pulse on offense or at least a quarterback with a pulse and wide receivers who are healthy. Um, and, you know, Minnesota's finally at home after two weeks on the road, on the road, uh, in a row on the road. We talked about how they ought to be two and oh, if the ball had bounced their way, but they are oh and two. And now like it's literally this, it's literally this thin of a margin between people talking about, are they the best team in the NFC North? And if the Packers lose to the, Niners are the Vikings going to cruise to uh, an NFC North title uh, at, and then bounce, bounce. Oh, Zimmer might be the first coach fired and this team is on the hot seat and everything. everything has gone sideways. And honestly, there's merit on both sides because this offense, if it were run plus EV scheme wise, this offense would be bananas good. They would not be middling. They would be top tier because the talent is awesome. However, they insist on doing minus EV stuff in terms of sequencing. They insist on running the most predictable worst play in the goddamn playbook in high leverage short yard situations. This has been an MO of the Mike Zimmer regime. And it's insane that the new guy, Kubiak's son, picked up right where he left off. And yet here we are talking about this is this is happening, uh, you know, for the umpteenth consecutive year. Um, the fundamental, uh, the fundamental uh, Seahawks letting teams back into games, not putting their th- foot on throats. That is in their DNA at this point. Pete Carroll seems like he wants to play that way. Why? No one fucking knows. Give, the, give it, the fans their money worth. Yeah. Give the fans their money worth. And it's, I, I guess if Seattle's up big at halftime, easy play Minnesota second half. I mean, right? Minnesota has, fire. If they're a dog, you're playing money line. Yeah, fire on that and Minnes- find yourself uh, like a beautiful. Se- Seattle up two scores, live over. Right? I mean, yeah. Minnesota yeah. team total over. Minnesota, yeah, second half yeah. over. The idea that they ultimately put their thro- foots on the throat of this team, I don't see it. And honestly, you know, Dalvin Cook is banged up, and it's insane that the quotes you're reading is literally Mike Zimmer. Well, we're going to use him anyway. We're going to yeah, I'm going to anyway. try to get him hurt, guys. We're going to we're going to we're going to run him into the goddamn ground because guess what? 
when the hot seat gets hot under Zimmer, he always defaults to the same damn problems. And he makes what is inherently not working, he ex exacerbates it. And it drives me insane. And I wish nothing but the best for him on a team where he's coordinating a plus EV defense next year and wins a Super Bowl. But yeah. this ain't it. Second, second coach fired, Mike Zimmer. <laughs> right, right after Urban quits and goes to, uh, right after to Urban quits. Now, real quick, was the Urban comment about everybody looks like Bama that was leaked by obviously leaked by Fangio? Like, did he There's say that because he's trying There's to send a message? Video of is this. he trying to send a message that like, hey, uh, I'm ready to prepare for Bama. Uh, uh, anyone wants to, yeah, you know, it, make, it make even, a phone call, anyone wants to pick up the phones. There, there's straight up video footage of him saying it like after after the game talking to Fangio. It's funny. I mean, he has one foot out the door. We're not dreaming, right? No, I I'm not. I'm not. But I'm not. This is not cognitive bias where I want him to leave. And so I'm assuming that every sign is he's going to. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, okay. I'm pumped for this. OK. Yeah. Well, speaking right, of guys, you should go back to college. Pete Carroll, you're ruining my uh, Russell Wilson enjoyment. So thank you for that. Um, last game on the card another agreement for us this was one where we both bet green bay and again i'm still fine with this at three and a half you can find a nice yeah. price it's not I couldn't gonna last get, long i i think this ends up closing at three i make san francisco a two-point favorite barely and that is with some questionable upgrades slash downgrades where i tried to actually make it closer to the market just after i looked at how far i was off i i hate doing that where i try to fix my numbers but once i'm once i'm off i start to look at it like what am i missing here and i tried to adjust back down and really it's probably closer to san francisco minus one one and a half is where i should have this at so i don't make sense of this i love the niners but the packers are a good team we saw that i'm not sure what happened in week one rogers after you know, after the Lions win, he kind of said it all. It's like, yeah, we're one and one now. It's fine. We've won the last game. We're just moving on. Like he knows he's got four months of this shit. He's been around the he's been around the block. So this is a uh yeah, this is kind of a banger for me too. And I did play the Packers money line parlayed with Europe at a nice plus six fifty price because you know you gotta it's cover play, Drew. That's what I said, just in case. Yeah, I love this one. Um, even with even with missing, you know, missing our Smith on defense, yeah, it's it, Jimmy G is not ever going to be a great quarterback. Even that's where I, exactly what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, he's never going to be a great quarterback, and they're signing running backs off the street right now, and it's worked the last few years. But you can only do that so long. Like, I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> with the running game for San Francisco right now. So. The general read here that I wanted your take on about, and it revolves around it's this game specifically. I mean, and again, like there's so many fucking angles. We could have done a whole hour on this game probably because it's a fun one and we're going to break it down a lot more at halftime. So hold yep. on to your butts. You know, we'll save some of the good points, but um, the Jimmy G experience in 2021 is a fucking disaster. It's a disaster. And honestly, my opinion of what was going on with the brain trust between Lynch and Shanahan has been utterly shattered by the last five months, right? Like what exactly the vision is 
from the moment that you trade away the year you mortgage your entire future to pick third through the entire process of evaluating and then selecting Lance through the entire off season of nurturing Lance, giving him the opportunity to shine in the camp, getting everyone who covers the team, just mouths watering about how well he's playing and what a difference maker he is and how he will be just an absolute stud at the pro level to then, Oh no, we're going to gadget him till he's ready to sending mixed messages about Jimmy G's job security to now where Jimmy G is running like he is literally being given a presumably a, pr a plus EV offense and electing to do the things that he knows will not lose him the job. Right? Yeah. And so you inadvertently have created this enormous freaking um everybody's cut watching their backs like no one really knows what the fuck is going on kind of a situation with this offense that honestly like i don't understand why that was the plan and it's I, I everything about what has happened i have questions about and i don't even really know that they know or if they're kind of playing it by ear and I'm concerned. I'm legitimately concerned about the Niners. It's puzzling. Yeah, I don't. I we could we could go over this all night, but I want to go to bed. So <laughs> I'll, just, I'll I'll let you cover that. And I'll say like the the biggest takeaway is everybody saw a bad Packers defense on primetime, and that's the talking point. It's like well, the Niners because they the only Niners, watched, they only stayed up and watched the first half. Well, even even the second half, it's not like the defense was any good. It's just the Lions kind of shot their, I mean, fumbling a snap and just kind of some some minus EV play calling from the Lions. Like the Packers defense did step up a little, but it's still not good. And people are people are talking. People are going to talk about a bad Packers defense, and they're not going to talk enough. And and it is in so that that matchup is an okay Niners offense versus a bad Packers defense. But on the other side, I believe the mismatch is even bigger. Is Aaron Rodgers against a bad Niners secondary? Like people aren't going to talk about the other side of the matchup for some reason, and that is why this total's been bet up. This total got bet up a couple points already. Honestly, it might it might still get bet up. This might be a play too. This over shouldn't be below fifty, really. Now that you look at it, it's already up to forty nine and a half. I'm not sure I'm ready to take it at the worst of the number, but. Both of these defenses are probably going to give up some big plays. Yep, and I really, I really do think Rodgers keeps it rolling against a, a pretty suspect secondary. Yeah, let's talk about why the Packers are such a plus EV play for one second, and then we'll fire a secret top pod play on this team total over. Get away the good surprise. Game state. <laughs> it's all about game state. Packers do well early, go out to a lead. They're scoring touchdowns on this team, no doubt in my mind. They have all the they have all the tools they need to score touchdowns and field goals. Is Jimmy G capable of comeback mode? It's not a good defense, but yeah, I don't like Jimmy G in that situation. And again, no. if the and then if the Packers get the ball back, they have two good running backs yes. and a decent run scheme. Okay, so now the flip side then, let's say it is what people, it is what the handicapping community expects. You know, high total, Niners three and a half. This is the Niners going to be physical, push them around, dictate the game. 
just like last week against Philly, which, by the way, was a completely misleading final score. Philly probably should have won, but we'll set that aside for a second. Um, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers in comeback mode? I feel like I've seen him do it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Po- I can't point to a specific example, but I absolutely yeah. can. Yeah. So. Rich, yeah. Richard Sherman's not out there in the secondary in his yeah. late prime. Uh, this is an abs- This is absolutely. There's no matchup for Devonte Adams on that side of the field. There's no. There's no matchup for Robert Tanyan, honestly. <laughs> Tanyan, like, kind of a kind of a sneak, kind of a what? kind of a kind of this a baller. A t- yeah. All of a sudden, we are in a tight end, tight end centric league. Yeah. It is tight the age. Kind of good. It's the it's the age of the tight end. Yep. And uh, and you know, the utilization of Aaron Jones in the passing game. All of this checks boxes that I think. Uh, you know, really, the Niners' defense is at this point. You had Nick Bosa, you got Fred Warner, and you got a bunch of guys. And most of those guys are in the secondary and they're going to have a long day on Sunday, long night on Sunday. Um, and re- again, the Packers plus three and a half is resilient because they are 100% live to backdoor that regardless of the score at halftime Packers with a lead in this game. I'm now I'm like money line solid because Jimmy G in comeback mode. That is a dream scenario here. If he is forced to try to make the plays along the sidelines, 11 to 20 yards down the field, you're going to have multiple opportunities to take the ball away from these guys. Snap right in front of that. Cornerback jumps the route. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah and the worry would be a little bit of the the pass rush is good for the Niners, but I think we have a smart enough quarterback-coach combo where they just said, hey, guess what? We're neutralizing that. We're getting the ball out quick. We're going to take some rollouts. We're going to take some bootlegs, and we're going to get Rodgers on the move. We're going to take Bosa out of the play. And Devontae Adams is going to be three yards clear of somebody, and we're going to make it happen. So, um, yeah, the Niners will get theirs. The Niners will score. It's not. This is not going to be a Packers masterclass, but three and a half is too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I make this a very close game. Yeah, and the nine. You know, in general, the um, the Packers O line does have some young faces on it, some new bodies. But legitimately having Aaron Rodgers improves that line because number one, he can get the ball out quickly if he's feeling pressure. And number two, he is amazing at communicating roles and responsibilities. And it's not an accident that they're the best, the highest graded rookie offensive lineman to this point in the season was a guy. No one knew who got drafted by the Packers deep into that, uh, that draft. Like it's because Aaron Rodgers is telling him exactly what to do in every play. And he's doing it like, that's not a surprise. Um, so it's, a uh, it should be a good night for the Packers. I like that play a lot. If it gets to three, you were warned. I don't know what else to say. I think it's going to three. And, and truthfully, we don't expect everyone to just agree with us and bet what we're betting. Like you, if you like the Niners, I think you should wait. I think you're going to see some more some more Packers love in this market. And if you want the Niners, I think you can get a three. So I would probably wait. Just advice to you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and team total over for the Packers. It's going to go up, so might as well play it now. That is our anything under twenty four. I like. Yeah, twenty. I would even sell out to twenty three and a half personally, uh, if you can. I don't know if you can do that. Uh, not many players places with those up now, but this is a weather agnostic game right now. We're looking at eh, ten mile an hour winds in Santa Clara. Yeah, it's not like degrees. they're not like they're on the ocean here. They're like mm. an hour in. So, um, yeah, I, you know what? Body clocks should be advantage. Packers too, by the way. The Niners have spent two weeks on the East Coast and now they're playing in primetime. Two weeks in the East Coast with the early kickoff, 
Now they're playing in primetime. Packers coming right off of a primetime game on Monday Night Football. Packers get out to a good start. Packers bury these motherfuckers. Let's go pack. Go pack go. Pack how many go. how many horns are there in go pack go? Da, 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 da. Okay. We had an argument about this. We, we had to like go to go on YouTube. It's like definitely six. Da, 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 da. It's six. Yeah. It's six. All right. Yeah. I thought it was well, five. guys. It's been fun. We need bye weeks to come so we don't have so many games. We can yeah, keep this same. to like an hour and a half. But I had fun. <laughs> you guys had fun. Some really good comments today. If you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. I don't know if there's a thumbs up on Twitch. If you're on Twitch, I don't know. Go enjoy your. Go switch over to a uh, CSGO stream, I guess, now. If you are excited about this weekend, give me a thumbs up. Anything, just give me a thumbs up. And also have fun. We'll catch you this weekend. I'll catch you tomorrow night for the worst halftime show we'll yeah. do all year. I forgot to give producer Dan my card to put up at the end. I will remember next week. So apologies, guys. But And I'll make one. I should just make one. Like, yeah. If you I didn't catch all to. that, I don't know what to tell you. That was, we, we were trying to be careful. Anyway, there'll be timestamps on YouTube if you want to go back and watch it. Triple stamp the double stamp, and we'll there'll be stamps. Hit the music. Great show. I feel like we're in, we're 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 starting to get there. Mid-season form. Yeah, Yeah, you know, we we, you know, we got to start. We need either buys or.